If you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a Big Mac or drop a crispy fry between the car seats or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat, then that wasn't a road trip. It was just a really long drive. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. At participating McDonald's. This is the OXS Jamaica podcast. Reasonings with Odessa. Episode 15. You do not know me yet. Same way I give respect. Disrespect. Yeah, I'm a brisket tech. Uber pool. 4-5 in the right. You ever live life on edge? You do not know me yet. Soon you'll see for yourself. Same way I give respect. I can give disrespect. Yeah, I'm a brisket tech. Moving like Uber pool. 4-5 in the right. You ever live life on edge? I don't retract my words. If I said it, I said it. No, send me no question marks. I'm back in yard with the man them clipping that tech nine. Yes, I'm back. Episode 15. This is Reasonings with Odessa. And you were just listening to Incognito by Cash. No more cash-tastic, just cash. UK artist, UK Jamaican, I should say. Guys, check him out. And um, we're going to be having a Reasonings with him a little later on. Not during the show, but, you know, a couple more episodes down. Anyway... How have you guys been? It's been a couple of weeks. How was Valentine's Day? Do you celebrate Valentine's Day? I didn't get Jack Doodoo squat. But you know what? I just boxed them down with kisses and still tumped them down with nuff, nuff love. <laughs> All right, so Sunday was Sigma Races. And I, again, it was the second time that I co-hosted the live Sigma Live on all social media platforms alongside with my boy Joel Non-Darkham. Big up, beautiful. I love you. And um, Sigma Rays, this is actually, for those that don't know, the Sigma Corporate Run is the biggest run in the Caribbean. It's the biggest corporate run in the Caribbean. And each year they surpass their goal of what to raise so this year they raised over 55 million dollars i'll give you the exact number 55 million 301 thousand 419 jamaican dollars oh my god let's give us a round of applause yes big up alicia big up to all of the crew listen sagicor sigma people they work so hard and this is like not only the workers, the volunteers, everybody. I just want to big up everybody, the production crew, everybody. Um, next year is just going to be bigger and better. And I think we're going to raise like 60,000. No, 60 million, I should say, not 60,000. 60 million is what we're going to raise. So, yeah. Anyway, moving along, it's reggae month. And this year's reggae month has been really 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 good I must say it's it's they've stepped up I was kind of having a bit of nervous palpitations because since I came back from Ghana all I was hearing was carnival carnival soca 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 and as you know I've mentioned it like in I think it was episode one my first episode that Jamaica needs to preserve their culture of their music and reggae because in Trinidad they make sure that they look out for soca and the culture of soca and carnival and we've got to look out and preserve our culture 
which is reggae. Nothing wrong with carnival in Jamaica, but we really have to start looking out. So when I came back, I kind of heard there was a lot of like carnival events happening and a lot of like, you know, costume talk on social media. It was a lot. And I was like, what's going on? Am I back in Jamaica or am I in Trinidad? You know what I'm saying? But Reggae Month came and it's been really, really good. There's been a lot of events. They had a Jamaica Music Conference last week as well, where I met the father of hip hop, DJ Cool Herc. And for most of you that don't know, DJ Cool Herc is Jamaican. Yep. He's a Yardie. He's a Caribbean man. So... I just want to big up everybody that organized the Jamaica Music Conference. It was very successful. I know you guys had people in from YouTube, like Tuma Bass. You had people in from Spotify. You had people in from Pandora um, and just other discussions with Walshy Fire and a lot more, you know, heavy hitters of the culture. And that was really cool. Also, if you're still around um, on the island or you're flying in, We have a calendar that you guys can take a look at to see what's going on for Reggae Month. And yeah, it's good to be celebrated. It's good that we're really pushing and celebrating our culture. Guys, so it's episode 15 and I am talking to broadcaster extraordinaire G Money. He's somewhat of a renaissance man. Um, He's a fellow Jamaican, British now African brother. Yeah, Mr. Nairobi. A lot of people say that his accent's very hardcore African now. I don't know about that. I don't know about that. But anyway, let you can listen for yourself. This is Reasonings with G Money. Okay, we're going to do this again because like while we're in Ghana, it didn't happen. We recorded for about an hour. It was so good. It was so much fun. And then the thing never worked out. So I would like to welcome back G Money to Reasonings with Odessa. And the hey. mics are blood cloud open. The mics are blood cloud open. <laughs> G Money, guys, G Money is a radio broadcaster. He is a DJ. He is a sex symbol. <laughs> what more do you want me to say? What more do you want me to say, bro? Um, I'd, 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 I'd more. Um, he is a entrepreneur he is um one of my good friends all mm. he is a brother he is a lover not me not my lover though but he's a lover of <laughs> All other women of love him yeah and a lover of music so again welcome to reasonings with odessa Thank we're you not very drinking much. right now because you're half dead in your bed in nairobi and i'm here in jamaica where the sun is hot and blazing well i won't even lie to you because very few people would have been able to to get me out of my bed to record now, so boy, I'm an ally. That means you love me. I love, thank you. Thank <laughs> you. Thank you. All right, so like we were in Ghana together and, um, yo, gee, that was just a good moment because I, I haven't seen you in three years mm, or more than more that, than three that. to four years. But before we go into how long we haven't seen each other, can you just refresh my listeners and for those that don't know who the hell G-Money right. is? All right. Um, so I'm a, I'm a broadcaster, as Odessa has said. Um, I've worked in the UK. I was one of the launch DJs at BBC One Extra uh, back in the, uh, 2000s. Um, <laughs> I've well, Prior to that, I was a pirate radio um, owner and broadcaster in South London as well. And um, 
also just um, being instrumental in spreading the culture of reggae music across the continent, uh, doing shows here in Kenya and uh, Uganda and soon to be Ghana as well. And just um, just basically just living, living, uh, living the dream. Nice. So how did you move like your transition? Now we're in Ghana. When we were in Ghana, your transition from London to Nairobi. Why did you leave London to go to Nairobi? Because when I left London to go to come to Jamaica, everybody thought I was mad. Was that the same thing that happened with you? I think for me, it was a combination because um, for one, on one level, I was frustrated for many reasons in London, not just on the professional level, but also on the personal level as well. And um, I think that when Kenya came up as an option, it was very random, very spontaneous, and it just felt right at the time. And, and I came out here, it reminded me of Jamaica in like the 80s in terms of infrastructure and stuff. And then I was mm-hmm. like, okay, this is, let me come out here for six months, I'll beat the British winter, and then I'll just <laughs> go back home after my mind is settled. But I just ended up settling here. Right. So you was it you that set up Homeboys um, radio station? Tell us about that. How did so, that happen? I was at um, One Extra one day, just chilling, doing my show, and I noticed that there was um, somebody in the corner of the room that's making notes. So at the time, I thought it was just a BBC assessor or something, you know. But it turned out it was um, um, one of the directors of Homeboys Radio, and they were training in the UK because they'd never run a radio station before. So ah. I was like, okay, cool. Um, let me come out there. You know, I'll do the morning show. Um, I'll you know help establish the station, and that's exactly how it worked. It was just a very random meeting, random conversation, and then it just happened like that. Wow! Because everybody, when people think Homeboys Radio, they think you mm. <laughs> well, automatically. I mean, everybody, everyone in Jamaica, when they say like you know Nairobi radio station, they say Homeboys. It's like, yeah, man, I know G Money, G Money. Yeah. Well, you know what? Once upon a time, I'd be so modest and say. Yeah, but it's true. They should think that way because for a long way, that's that for a long time. That's the way it's been. You're the face. You are the face and mm. the voice. Who needs an alarm in the morning when McDonald's has sausage, egg, and cheese McGriddles and a breakfast cutoff? Ba da ba ba ba. Of 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 Homeboys Radio. Yeah. So you're still voice. You're still so. I don't know what I was going to say again. Let me just... Are you asking me if I'm still, you know, the face of Homeboys Radio? Yeah. Um, I am to a certain extent. Um, the station has gone in a different direction. It was recently acquired by a new set of owners who have changed it into more of a hip-hop station. So, um, so no reggae now playing no more? Yeah, reggae is still being played um, on the weekends and stuff. But primarily, it just plays the hit reggae songs. Um, and, um, yeah, it's a different direction and it's, it's interesting. What's the reggae vibe like? Like you, you also do promotion as well. You've, you've worked in, um, connecting a lot of our favorite artists, mm. such as Christopher Martin, Elaine, Conscience. Do you still put on events? Yeah. I mean, I'm still involved in, um, in planning of events. Like we, um, mm-hmm. recently had Conscience over here. He had, um, 10,000 people. Chris Martin had 6,000 people. Wow. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm still in that space, but also venturing a bit more now into the UK side of things as well, because I'm excited about um, UK music because, you know, the, the connection between reggae music, dancehall, UK vibes, Afrobeats, 
they're all cousins. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So for my vibe is to try. There, there was a. Go on. Go ahead. No, Go so ahead. my vibe yeah, is trying to is trying to, to tie that all in and tie them all together. And so I'll still be doing the reggae the reggae shows, yes. But I still want to be able to do mm-hmm. a, a Kojo Funds or a Stormzy or, or, or something like that, you know? Nice. Yeah. Speaking of that, so um, is, that, is that popular in Nairobi? Is um, grime music popular in Nairobi? Well, it's not as popular as reggae and dancehall, without a doubt. Reggae and dancehall is still king, you know. Yeah. There's, a, there's a phrase that people use in, in, in Kenya, say you can't stop reggae. You cannot stop reggae. No matter what happens, you could, you could do nice. it the day after the second coming of Christ. It would still have a great turnout. <laughs> you know what I'm trying to say? So you can't stop reggae yeah. music, you know. Um, but I will say that I believe that any genre that is connected to us as black people, if it's given the right promotion and the right love, can be successful here in Africa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was going to say now, your yard, your yard vibe, you haven't come back to Jamaica in a while. Mm. Um, why is that? And when are you coming back to Jamaica? Wow. Why are you going to do that to me like that? Like I'm doing that to all you, right. bro. So I'm going to be 100% honest. Um, yeah. I haven't been to Jamaica for probably about four years. Um, for those of you who know me, and especially, you know, I'm a granny's kid. I was raised by my grandmother, and when she passed away, it became harder and harder to come home. Um, so, uh, as we had a conversation in Ghana, and uh, you said yeah. to me, "There's no point staying away because it's not like I can be un-Jamaican or you know, not that I'd want to be either." But you know, mm-hmm. we have property there, we have things to look after, so you know, I just have to fight that demon and just face it head on. And I'll be home this year, probably in May, I think it is. What is it that you miss the most about Yard, though, apart from grandma? Um, just the energy. Like, you know, it's like Ghana, for me, is the closest energy that I've ever felt to Jamaica. And that's why I think I go to Ghana so much. Yeah. Um, just good vibes and good energy. And I always say that, you know, um, cities in Africa remind me of Jamaica, but just without the, necess- the unnecessary madness, you know. So, <laughs> apart from Lagos, <laughs> <laughs> let's not go into Lagos here. But but Ghana's a good vibe, and it reminds me a lot of Jamaica. And um, I just can't wait to get back. To be honest, actually, it's um, it's already on my my destination vision board, and I've just booked so so May end of yes. May. All right, so you know, I forgot to bring up our shea butter. I'm in a care now. Yeah, to get someone from Ghana <laughs> to bring in that shea butter. Yeah, people, G Money bought me some shea butter, and I smell. Listen, every time I rub it on, <sighs> <laughs> oh, it's boy. the best thing ever. It's the best thing ever. Mm. G, who's on your radar for this year? In let's start with like since it's like an African vibe in Afrobeats. Who's on your radar that's going to be hot and you think is going to bust in Afrobeats this year? I think. Um, I mean, this year, I think Rema's going to have a great year. Um, mm-hmm. um, Burner Boy will continue to have a great year. Not, and mm-hmm. Let's talk about Burner for a little while. Burner is going to have a great year because Burner is the, is the epitome of the hybrid between Afrobeats, UK music, and dancehall. That's Let right. Let me tell you, if for those of you who have, who have met Burner, yo, if you put Burner amongst a group of Yardies and he's, yardie. and he's, and he's talking <laughs> Patwa, you wouldn't know that this suit's not Jamaican. If you That's put him exactly amongst right. a, a group of UK people, you wouldn't know that he's from, he's not from the UK. And if you put him in Nigeria, his pigeon is strong. He is 
the artist. So Burner Boy is going to continue. You um, know, I'm, I'm, I I'm love Burner. Burner, do, do you remember like about five years ago, I was telling you, oh, gee, I want to meet Burner Boy. You know? mm, I remember that. I want to meet Burner Boy. You're like, Adessa, I don't know if you can manage him right now. Mm. <laughs> like in the sense of where he was at that time mm. to now. Yeah. Like he's, he's, he's just grown into Listen, the giant, the African I, giant. I said to Burner Boy four, four or five years ago, we were in um, Uganda. Because I used to DJ, mm-hmm. DJ for him. And right. I said to him, Berna, I don't think you realize how talented you are. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I said to, straight to his face, I said, I don't think you even realize how talented you are. And um, I'm just happy to see, to see his growth. You know, it, it's, it's been absolutely amazing. And um, long may it continue, man. But him, um, there's a, a cat coming out of Ghana. His name is Quezzy Arthur. I like what he's doing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there's um, Joe Boy's doing well as well. I think the big hitters, I mean, the big hitters will always be there. The WizKids and the DeVitos. Mm-hmm. Uh, and funnily enough, there's a song that WizKid has with um, Chronix called Jam, which yes. I'm, I'm not going to lie to you. I don't know if Chronix sat down with him and said to him, this is how you write a song. But for those yeah. of you who have, who have been WizKid fans for a long time, that's probably the best song that WizKid has ever written. Because, you know, WizKid is just a vibe. He just flows yeah. and vibes. But that's actually well, they, 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 very... I heard through the grapevine that they're looking to come to Jamaica to shoot the video. Ah, okay. That would be dope. Yeah, and funny enough, you were, we were together in, um, in Ghana when WizKid was at that party that I was playing at. Yeah, yeah. And if you saw WizKid's reaction to all of the dancehall that we were playing, you know he's someone who loves dancehall music. Yes, he does. Mm. Yes, he does. Yes, he does. And big up to his DJ to big up to tunes. Um, tunes. Big up yeah. to tunes as well. Yeah. That was like I had yeah. to slap them up with some dub plates though, just to make. You know, them I know you did. You came on and it was just like, okay, <laughs> let me just give you the real thing, you know, right? Oh, let me man. give you the real thing. Good vibes, but man. Yeah. Fra- what was it? What was it like when you play in in Africa versus you were recently in Dubai as well? What's the vibe? What's the different vibe? I want my listeners right. to understand. So How the, the, audience the is. funny thing is about play, whether like I can tell you this as a DJ, mm-hmm. I used to really fear playing out of my comfort zone because, you know, it would be a case of like, you know, I'd get these bookings for all of these places and I'd go to like, for example, the first time I went to Dubai, I flopped properly <laughs> because um, I just didn't understand the vibe. There. I didn't know who you're going to play to, whether you're going to go and play to this people or that people. So, what I've learned that wherever you go, you find people who love your vibe. So, for example, now as a much more experienced DJ, I'm going to Dubai. Um, I go in there and t- to be honest, this last trip here, it was strictly old school dance all that killed it and old school one drop some Tanya Stevens, Taurus Riley. And they love that. You, you know, you give them their African flavors as well, mm-hmm. but they were really bang on the old school reggae. Whereas when I go to Ghana, Ghana challenges me a lot more because as much as they love dancehall and they love um, reggae, they don't know it as much as, say, a Uganda or a Kenya. So you have to mix up between mm-hmm. their vibe and, 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 and the reggae vibe because, of course, wherever we go, we're going to play reggae music. So it's right. different, but the good thing about it is that Afro beats, um, like I said, Afro beats and dancehall are cousins, you know, like proper yeah. cousins, like you can't go around it and... And um, when you go to places in West Africa, the Lagoses and, uh, and, uh, and, uh, and the Accras, there's also that strong UK influence as well. 
Definitely. So you, I've yeah. never heard, when I was in Ghana, I never heard so much UK accents yeah. from black people in yeah. one spot. It's beautiful. In my whole life. Everywhere I turned, it was like a Londoner, a Londoner, a mm. Ghanaian Londoner, a Nigerian Londoner. Uh, this one that's from Congo. It was, it was just yeah. like, it was beautiful. It was yeah. really beautiful to see. But like now we're going to talk about dance hall. Who is on your dance hall radar? Aside from coffee, <sighs> who is on your dance hall radar? Boy, I have a confession to make, yeah. Yeah. I ain't even going to lie to you. Yeah. Um, some of the new cats that are coming through. I mean, obviously, I, I, I'll be honest with you. I think the next dance or superstar or the dance or superstar is Ding Dong, without a doubt. That's my vibe. Oh, we know that. Yeah. We, we were speaking about Carnival the last time where Ding Dong was just like, mm. he took over Notting Hill Carnival. Right. If you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a Big Mac or drop a crispy fry between the car seats or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat, then that wasn't a road trip. It was just a really long drive. At participating McDonald's, thousand people right. dancing to 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 gas. Right, a, a song that's like two two years old, you know. Yeah, but yeah. I don't know how up to now. I don't know how Marmish hasn't moved with that. I'm still yeah. I'm still vexed with him with that. I have to talk to him. Hasn't he hasn't done what with that? He hasn't moved in the oh, UK. Okay, like okay. Ding Dong, Ding Dong with that song. You yeah, have twenty thousand people dancing to gas. Yeah. Ding dong would have been in London a long time. And that, and, and I want you to know that's not that's that's um that as you could see that's a big tune in Ghana, that's a big tune mm-hmm. in um, the UK as well. So for me, like if you're talking about a dancehall the next dancehall superstar, I'd say I would say Ding Dong because he has everything that he, his personality seems right. I don't know, I never mm-hmm. met him. Um but he seems to have a good personality, good energy. Yeah, he does. Um he makes songs that people can dance to. You can't wrong, you can't go wrong with that, you know. Um, and he's good looking for the ladies. You know, he's easy on the eye for us. Then, of course, you know the the the, the same you know conscience is is a powerhouse outside mm-hmm. of. Um, I mean, in, outside of Jamaica, he's a powerhouse, and his work ethic is crazy. So he's gonna be there always. Mm-hmm. Um, um, in terms of new you cats, you don't know any through, of the new cats. Governor, listen. governor. Um, I no, think like- um, he he has something. Um, he definitely has something um, that I think can can translate to the wider audience. But I don't know if it's going to be like a mainstream kind of busting mm. or just us kind of vibe. Some of the what new cats... Popcorn? Popcorn is... is <laughs> he's, the enig- he's the enigma. As in, you saw the response he got in Ghana and he wasn't <laughs> even performing. He was yep. just there. You know, <laughs> yeah. people love popcorn, but I think honestly, and I'll say this on the podcast people love popcorn they're just a bit they're just a bit concerned about about booking him does that make sense uh yeah you know what i mean and i i just think it's just management if he has the proper management the management needs to be a bit tighter and that's that's no disrespect to 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 any of them but people are really concerned a little bit about um because he should be doing Africa tours because, you know, he's another um, artist who's been embraced by the UK scene as well, you know? Yeah. He's got joints yeah. with Kano, you know what I mean? Tory Lanez, uh, Fredo and them man there. So he's got tunes yep. that are, are resonating. Even even gigs, you know, he's got big yeah. tunes. So yep. Popcorn, definitely. I just, I, something needs to be a bit more accessible about him in terms of booking him and, and doing stuff, you know? I think for 2020, you're going to see a little bit of a difference with Poppy because he's doing interviews so. now. And um, I hope so. He's got his unruly camp and he's, you know, it's a lot more. I think, and I think going to Ghana kind of 
opened his mind a little bit more. So mm. I, yeah, I think he's another one to watch for the, for, for, for me personally, for December, for, for 2020, I should say. Well, I, I truly um, hope so. Cause he's an amazing artist. Yep. Mm. I don't know the, these, these new cats. I don't know I them, bro. No clue. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Like, you know, even in Buju's song, Trust, when he goes, he mentions six, and I don't know nothing about them, man. I can't even lie Just to you. Just say that I still f- think they're from Toronto because they keep saying the six, and I'm like, wow. where are they from? I don't know. I couldn't even differentiate who's mm. who. Like, I say they're from Montego Bay. Real talk. But the only person I like from Montego Bay is Tommy Lee still because mm. he came out with something fresh. Right. A fresh look, a fresh sound, a fresh vibe, and mm. he can DJ. And so, that, and that's not know. that's not to say that you know they ain't doing their thing or they're not dope. It's just that they're not they on my radar. Hype. They got their. I just don't think thing. they're hype. Yeah, I don't think they're good. I, I don't. I don't. I don't. Uh, I, don't yeah. I don't know enough about them to form an opinion. To be honest. So. Yeah. Yeah. So all right, that's dancehall. That's Afrobeat, and um, we could talk about grime. Yeah, I mean, grime. let's talk about grime. Stormzy. Because. Stormzy. Stormzy's just the nicest guy, though, man. Mm. Like, he's just one of the nicest. So so everybody says, like, he's one of the nicest artists in Grime, but you think he's... Did you actually listen to the, to the, to the, to the, the clash between him and our boy? Yeah, him and Wiley. Yeah. yeah. Actually, I'm... And you were, you're Team Stormzy. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to actually um, say something about that clash. First of all, it was good for the culture. <laughs> It was very good for the culture. It was good for the culture. But you know something? I ain't even going to lie to you. So everyone jumped in. Stormzy won, blah, blah, blah. But you know, the more I listen to Wiley's um, dubs, the more I think people didn't give, didn't listen enough to what Wiley was saying because Wiley was going in as well. I, I, I don't think there was a winner or a loser, so to speak. I no, mean, I just think it was good for the culture. Yeah. But Wiley... Yeah. He's smart. Yeah. Wiley did it for the culture. Yeah, and Wiley drawed out Stormzy, which I never thought could happen, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mm. Yeah. But then you know, but then you know when when Stormzy come with that line of um one day there were thugs at your door, next row Heathrow Terminal 4, I was like, wow. Woo! Bye. Yeah. That was that was and he that. Came back, well, my mom is still yeah. here though. My but mom, it, my mom you, never left. Yeah, the UK scene is is amazing right now and um I'm loving a lot of the energy coming out of the UK. You know, um, like I said, Stormzy, um, Wiley's doing his thing still as well. But there's a whole uh, other set of artists who are coming through as well. So it's it's it's, it's very healthy. There's an artist that I told you about, Cash. No, you didn't. I, no, <laughs> you you didn't. asked me about Cash. I asked Cash. you about Cash because I saw him in your, yeah. in your, in your Instagram. Yeah, Cash is one yes. of my... Let me tell you, Cash is dope, like proper dope. Like, I don't know, yeah. if I was doing A&R right now, I would, I would sign him up. I know he's, he had a deal anyway. But um, Cash is dope. I would love to work that project. Bro, I listened to some stuff that Cash did. Cash was in the studio with um, Fuse. Mm. And he'll be here in Jamaica very soon doing nice. some stuff here nice, as well. Nice. And listen, Cash, guys, if, you're not into, if you don't know who Cash is, just go Google Cash. Mm. He's the one to watch, I think. Yeah. Out of that, big up that fuse, league. big up fuse as well. By the way, big him up, big. Of course, fuse is like waving that Ghana banner. Mm. <laughs> fuse is an international Ghanaian star, yeah, and that's what people don't give him the most respect for. I remember I was sitting um, at the, uh, I was at uh, Afro Afrochella mm. Afrochella talks, and Jules 
um, producer Jules brought it up right. and was talking about that. Like we don't give, we don't give Fuse as much recognition and Fuse has been out there waving that banner for Ghana and Ghanaian music. Fuse is a, and is a legend. Scene for years. He's a legend. Yeah. So yeah, big, big up Fuse, man. Mm. Big up Fuse. Most definitely. All right. So tell me about this podcast and how did it come up? The mics are open. Oh, wow. So the podcast, um, pretty much for, 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 for me, it was, you know, radio's changing. And mm-hmm. honestly, I've never thought about working at another radio station um, once I leave Homeboys. So for me, the podcast was my way of saying, okay, you know what? We're going to create a new platform where we can interact with our audience un- unfiltered. And, uh, you know, allow the craziness. It's really unfiltered, guys. It's so, but it's really a male-oriented podcast. 100%. Because we, I, looked at, I looked at the market and I was like, you know, end of the day, as a man, I can tell you, and as a, as a man, as an older man now, I can say that, you know, one of the biggest things that is killing men right now is that we don't talk, you know? That's right. Men don't talk, like, because of, I don't know, if you want to say toxic masculinity or whatever, people don't express themselves. And... You know, I've always been the kind of person who wants to have a conversation to say, okay, if there's an issue here, let's have this conversation. Let's work it out. Let's, let's talk about it. But then I realize mm-hmm. the older I get, I realize, especially a lot of the young'uns, they have no outlet. And we, I, I mean, I had amazing people around me when I was coming up, but a lot of these young'uns don't, don't have that. No, they don't. So they for don't. me, the Mics Are Open was an opportunity to create a podcast where... Um, we talk about anything, man. We talk about anything. Literally anything. Yeah. Like, how hot is Calvin's mom? Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. like... 100%. To everything. 100%. <laughs> oh. But it also gives me insight to what's going on in Nairobi. And that's what I love mm. um, as a listener and a fan, of, a fan of your podcast as well, I must say. And, you know, just to get to understand, you know, mm. how... The men in Africa think some of the men in Africa, think and that's well. and that's think... that's a key thing, Odessa. Because you see, for mm-hmm. me, luckily I've had the exposure of growing up in the UK, growing up in Jamaica, mm-hmm. you know, always been in the States, so I've had that level of exposure. But it's so different from somebody who spent all their life in Accra, or spent all their life in Nairobi, mm-hmm. or spent all their life mm-hmm. in Kampala. So I just mm-hmm. think it's it's an opportunity for me to share some jewels, some life jewels, and also to hear the madness that you know because. You know when you're growing up as a, as a, as a youth, right? You mm-hmm. always talk to the older man them, and you kind of think they didn't go through what you're going through. So when Andy's going to come to me and say, Andy's one of the co-hosts on the podcast, by the way. Yeah. And Andy's 20, 26 years old. So when he's mm-hmm. going to come with his nonsense, and I'm like, yo, listen, we were all 26 at some point. Don't come here <laughs> exactly. with that madness. You know what I mean? So- hey there. Ever thought about what makes your heart beat a little faster? Oh, you mean like when you discover a new track that just speaks to you? Yeah, or finding a movie that you can't stop thinking about? Well, get ready to feel that excitement all over again because Amazon Prime is here to take your entertainment and shopping experience to the next level. Absolutely. Prime isn't just about getting your packages quicker. It's about diving into a world of endless possibilities, from the latest releases to exclusive content you won't find anywhere else. And don't even get me started on the music. Prime offers concert specials that will transport you right to the front room. It's like being at the hottest gigs without leaving your living room. I use Prime to tap in with some of my favorite artists' live shows from any and every genre of music. Trust me, Prime is a game changer. 
It's like having a personalized superstore and entertainment hub right at your fingertips. So why wait? Head over to Amazon.com forward slash prime and start experiencing entertainment like never before. Oh, yeah. So so that's it. I, I enjoy doing it. We're now on two episodes a week. Um, yeah, I know. Yeah. You know, Monday, Monday, Monday Minnesota. I don't know how you do it. I don't know if I can keep up with that. Well, the, the, funny, this, but... the only way I can do it, because um, the funny thing is, as as you know, I do my radio show from my house. Right. So as soon as we finish the show, we, we hit record and we start recording. So if I had to go to a studio to go and do it, then it would be an issue. But the fact that I'm working from the house, it makes life so much easier. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, that's, and also, funny enough, speaking about men working from the house, one of the things I've always wanted to do in radio was the ability to work from my house. And you have no idea. I don't think I, don't think I can ever go back to studios. One second. Pause. Who's my phone a ring? My phone. I don't know why it's ringing. This phone never rings. Oh, my God. I hate these. All right. Let's get back. So you, you're saying yeah. that you... Radio had work like it's just like working from home. It's like remote yeah. now. Like you, you have a whole radio station. Mm. But no, then they do pirate station in England the same way. Yeah, but at least now we're legal. You know, I, I, <laughs> you know <laughs> we did pirate for like what 10, 10 years, more than ten years, and I, I, I pirate radio is amazing. Um, learned so much there, but you know we're at a different stage of life right now. I would love Ooh. to um, to get a radio program in Jamaica because I think that the only the only, you know, somebody asked me the other day and they were like, so um, have you ever worked in Jamaica? And I was like, wow, I've worked in so many countries and I haven't worked in the place that I grew up. So, yeah, yeah, I, I need to get onto the radio in Jamaica at some point. But also I'd like to come out there at some point on the management side of, um, of radio, because I think when I listen to radio in Jamaica, I think kind of we, I mean, no disrespect to nobody, but I think that sometimes we've kind of forgotten what the radio principles are. Mm-hmm. And like everything kind of sounds samey, samey because you listen to one station, listen to another. Yeah, it's, it just it's, sounds. It's, there's it's, no differentiation, yeah. you know. Yep. So I, I would. Agree. I would there's like. There's a to... new station that's up right now. I mm. think you'd really like it. So mm. uh, I'm gonna send you the deets on that. Yeah, man, definitely. Send you the deets on that. That's, right. That's it. I'm actually googling them now as we speak. Oh, you are okay. Yeah. You know, oh, me. okay. Yeah, I know you. I know you. Yeah. All right, so you're an entrepreneur as well. Like, tell me, I saw some of your um, sexy bags ah. that you had, and um, while we're talking about this, I'm going to put it in the show notes as well, so people can go. So, let, tell me about the um, the bag line that you have jumped into and ventured into. All right. Well, actually, um, it's a bit deeper than uh, the bag line bags. Are just one of the sections of the things that we do. Um, pretty much a few years ago, mm-hmm. um, I met a young designer in, uh, in, in, in Kenya. And the funny thing about it was I met him in the most random way. I was training in the gym. And my trainer says to me, yo, there's a kid who really wants to make an outfit for you. And I was like, all right, cool. Tell him to come measure me up. So the kid came, measured me up, and he made me a jacket. And I was like, yo, this jacket is bad. So we ke- he kept on making stuff for me. We kept on talking. And um, about, probably about a year ago, I said to him, you know what? We need to formalize um, our working relationship. Because, you know, he always came to me for advice. I'd always mm-hmm. open doors so he could be, um, you know, designing. And he's designed for everyone from Conscience, Torres Riley, Etana, Chris Martin, Elaine, 
Western, Big Shot, everybody. Wow. So, um, so a year ago, we created a company. It's called Look Like a Video Limited. We have distribution in Germany. Um, and, you know, I have a company here called The Good Company. And mm-hmm. the ethic behind my company is that everything that I work in must come from an ethical perspective. You know, I don't want to, I don't want to have a company. You can't have a company called The Good Company and go and do bad things, you know. Exactly. So um, we, we created a company. I, I took, we took a, a 30% stake in, in, his, in his company. And mm-hmm. um, we funded a lot. We went to Berlin, traffic, um, Berlin Fashion Week. Um, a lot of doors opened in Europe for him. We're soon to be in Jamaica as well. What? And um, yeah, that's been phenomenal. So he's just so talented. So when I was coming to Ghana, he just came to the house and gave me a bag. And you saw the bag. And I was like, Yo. so when I saw it, I said, I didn't ask for this. He goes, <laughs> yeah, but I want you to walk through the airport looking good. So I was like, okay, yeah. cool. So then I, I put the bag on my Instagram. Everybody's like, Yo. Where you get this bag from? So we started to produce the bags and the first batch sell off. So so we're now doing bags as well, you know? So, you know, when you forward, like, you have to pack a big bag, you know? So I want my <laughs> shea butter. I want my bag. I'm probably going to give him a measurement to make sure my, mm. my tits are right for the outfit. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah, he's, yeah definitely. So that's one of the things we do. Um, another thing we do is that I manage, I keep saying, I, we manage a couple um, sports art, sports um, sportsmen over here as well. Um, oh. Rugby players especially, because rugby is huge in Kenya. So um, we wow. have a couple of guys on our books as well. Um, what else do we do? Um, and we do a lot of, of, of below-the-line activation. So, for example, I can't obviously go into too much about what I got. There's client confidentiality yeah. there. Yeah. But um, basically, you know, there are some global clients that we have where we're doing activations for them at events and at, at sports meets and stuff. Um, so it's interesting. I'm learning a lot about that. Um, we have a digital marketing company as well. Um, yeah, it's, it's been busy. It's, I try to keep myself busy because I'm at a point in my life where I feel like if I slow down, I'm done, you know. You can't slow down. Man. I you can't. I don't know how to never. stop. I don't know how to stop. So <laughs> I'm just keep on adding more. What? what? What is it like being an uncle? Because you're really, really in love with your, your niece, Ella, and mm. your, your new nephew. What's it? Well, I think, how's it? How has it changed you? I think the important thing for that is that the precur- the, there hasn't been a new baby in my family for a long time. And also, I'm from a very small family, as you know. You know, mm-hmm. there's like literally just two of us. Like. So, um, so, Big up to Sai. You know, and, yep. and um, it was just... It was just a blessing, you know, just to go through that whole experience um, again. So, you know, and those kids, they're amazing. And everything that's, that my brother's doing and that we're doing, it's just for them, man. They, oh, those kids are going to live and ama- they're going to probably be the first black kids with trust funds. You know yeah. what I mean? <laughs> Seriously. Seriously, I believe and that. I'm serious trust funds. you and your brother are like, Do you know what I mean? Brother, you're on it. The two nah, of you he's, on it. He, like, bruh, he's, he's gone. You know, him, him he's, <laughs> he's gone. I'm, I'm not in his league anymore, man. Him gone. God clear. He's gone, God clear. But, yo, he's, he's, a, he's a, a very good brother because he's the set. He, I could call him for mm. anything. Yeah. Mentorship, anything. And mm. he's always willing and able and just ready to, to, to give me good advice. But that's, to, that's the secret. You know what I mean? You know why prep me to everything? People always say, and you know, you, you got to look at it from this perspective. Like for mm. me, I mean, 
I've been in the industry for like almost 30 years and people... You're showing your age now, bro. No, I'm, I'm cool with that. But then again, <laughs> I did start very young. <laughs> yes. No, I did actually start. I did my, yo, I did my first radio before I even left high school. So Damn. yeah, I started young. But the thing is, it's like longevity is not about closing doors. Longevity is about opening doors. So for mm-hmm. me, it's like, you know, do you know how many times I get work from people who I put on five, ten years ago? Who I've even forgotten about them. I'm even forgetting, forget so that I had anything to do with their come up. And you get a phone yeah. call and it's like, yo, G, what going? I'm doing this. Can, can, are, you, are you available? Can you do this? So longevity, for anybody who's in the industry who wants to, to, to have a long career, and especially in this creative space, this creative media mm-hmm. space, you can't close doors. You have to open them. So when you, when you say to, to, to me that my brother is the kind of person who you can call for advice, it doesn't surprise me because mm. I'm the same. Do you know what I mean? Yep. So, um, so yeah. So, you know, grandma would be, pr- would be proud. I'm sure she's she is. very proud. She's you know still I mean? around, man. Her energies, she's, she's still energy's around. She's there. watching over you. She's your ancestor. Mm-hmm. So she's watching over you. 100%. YG. We're going to do our next one face-to-face. Yes, um, yes. When you come over. No doubt. You know, I can't mm. wait. I'm looking forward. Thank you for staying up late. But remember the last one we did, it was later. It was and late. And I was at literally leaving to go back to Jamaica the next day. And so I was leaving to go to Nairobi. It was like yes. 1.30 in the morning. Yes, it was. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> good reasonings. Good reasonings. Good reasons. This is a good reasoning. Yeah, man. And um, I can't wait to see you in the yard, man. You know, right. you know I'm family. Definitely. So... We're going to do a whole tour. We're going to, yo, first thing when you land is water, patty, proper patty. <laughs> and couple Oxtail. dance. We're going to all the dances. You're going to be tired. It's going to be it's like fine. going on, on steroids. No worries. I'm, I'm, I'm there for it. <laughs> all right, man. All right. This, this is Reasonings with G Man. Everybody loves McDonald's fries. So, yes, you accused your mom of stealing some of your fries on the way home. Um, but the bag did feel a little light. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hey, guys, don't forget, he can follow him. Everything's going to be in the show mm-hmm. notes, so you can listen out for that. This is Reasonings with Odessa, G-Money. We are out. Bless. All right, thanks so much, G-Money. I love you, my brother. You're, you're just amazing. I can't believe that you stayed awake and did this podcast with me. Um, so that's it for episode 15, guys. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and share this podcast on any podcast platform of your choice. And also head over to oaccessjamaica.com for more information. And um, you know what? I think it's time for me to go to my bed. Linkage Laters. Peace. This podcast was also brought to you by Ideas Evolution Jamaica. Who needs an alarm in the morning when McDonald's has sausage, egg and cheese McGriddles and a breakfast cutoff? Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.